This is Chaos Cast, the Chaos Community podcast where we share use cases and experiences with measuring open source community help, elevating conversations about metrics, analytics, and software from the Community Health Analytics Open Source Software or Short Chaos Project to wherever you like to listen. Welcome to this episode. This podcast is sponsored by our friends at Sustain, a community of open source enthusiasts and professionals that care about the future of open source. Learn more at sustainoss.org. My name is Sean Goggins. I'm your host. With us today are Daniel Esquerdo, Vinya Logan, and Shenki Shan. And I'd like, Daniel, introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. This is Daniel. It's my pleasure to be here today with you all. Another great episode. So as you probably know, I am the CEO of Viterdia and I've been long involved in the chaos community. Love to see you all. Welcome. Hello, my name is Benia. It's been a while since we've talked. I am the co-founder of sociallyconstructed.online, a uh, community management company. Welcome, Benia. And Shiliki. Hello, everyone. My name is Chen Qishan. You can call me Chen Qi. I have been working at Huawei Open Source Management Center as open source developer for more than two years since I graduated from school. Welcome, Shen He. And why don't you tell us a little bit about how you use Grimoire Lab or Daniel, maybe a little bit of the history of Grimoire Lab to open up. Well, Grimoire Lab just started in around 2015. This is a project to analyze open source projects. So it's about having open source technology to analyze open source projects, right? But it started long before. So this comes from a research group in, at the Universidad de Juan Carlos in Madrid. The previous name and SQL-based technology was Metrics Grimoire. And I was part of that team back in 2006, although the technology started a bit earlier. And the problem we tried to solve at that point in time was to reproducibility issues. So basically we wanted to try analyze once and again open source projects to do free software empirical engineering, software engineering. And with this, of course, if you are writing down once and again, the same piece of software, basically that doesn't make sense. So we thought about building this piece of software. So at that point in time, these were a bunch of them all together. So we had CVS Anali, we had Picho, we had some other tools that were specialized in different data sources. CVS at that point in time, maybe SourceForge Tracker, if you remember those. The world then, before Git. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that so, one. And then in 2015 with Viterja, we decided to, to create new technology. We needed to scale in terms of data as open source was becoming more and more popular. Basically, more and more developers were joining. So more and more data was gathered to do all of these analyses. So we had to move into NoSQL, at that point in time and with other capabilities as visualizations and everything. And this is the time where we decided to, to go and choose Elasticsearch and, and Kibana. Of course, the open source version. And nowadays we are moving to the open source version of this, which is OpenSearch. But in short, basically, we wanted to have open source tools to analyze open source software. And this is what we have today in Chaos Grimoire Lab. And there are other great tools as Ogor and some others. So this is Grimoire Lab. Thank you. And Shenki, 
tell us a little bit about how you use Grimoire Lab, what benefits it has for your organizations and your analysis of open source software health and sustainability. Okay, last year in April, we started to use Grimoire Lab. We use it to help us measure the health of open source software in our company. As you may know, this software includes open error and Manspar and so on. Take a open error as example. It is a Linux distribution initialized by Huawei and we have contributed it to Open Item Foundation in China last year. So that's Open Euler, is how it's pronounced? E-U-L-E-R? Yes, we have contributed open source project to the foundation. So it's very similar to how sometimes in the United States, Google contributes projects, for example, Kubernetes, from internal development to an open source foundation community. It is a foundation in China. Right. Although we have contributed it to the foundation, but some maintainer is still in our company. And we have set up a lot of serious, interesting groups. We have more than 90 groups in almost 10,000 repos in OpenOla community. We use the Grammar Lab to make some metrics and show dashboard about every metrics. So Open Euler is a very sizable open source project with 90 different special interest groups. What kinds of key information do those special interest groups get from Grimoire Lab that help them understand the work that needs to be done or how things are going? Maybe in the special interest groups, well, like in a network or in some infrastructure and so on. Different groups have different attention to their own fields. And all these groups get together to make the Open Ola community group more healthy and make it have more developer to use the Open Ola system. So when we are discussing about health, there are many different definitions of health. So I have the question for you of what do you mean by health at Huawei? In our opinion, uh, maybe health, it means there are many contributors um, to contribute in this open source software and every developer want to show their codes in the project and uh, others about the issue. If the first time response is very short, it means many maintainer is working in the open source project. Maybe it is healthier than the projects which there is no issue response. And there are many PR and the PR reviewers to make the code very clear and useful. Do you use any other big metrics in your dashboards or in your setups? Any other key metrics besides the health for the response? We have about the issue which is used to show which are still unresolved and show that they are open and the maintainers will see um, these shoes should pay more attention and the results as soon as possible. 
So issues being open for a period of time, that sort of information is also made visible to the maintainers of the project. Sounds like mm. that's pretty important. Yes. 90 different special interest groups makes for a fairly large community. And my expectation would be that each of these special interest groups is at some slightly different level of maturity or practice with regards to how they maintain their part of open oiler. Are there less experienced special interest groups or newer special interest groups that look at different metrics than some of the more longstanding special interest groups? We will show them the metrics by our dashboard and every interesting group will use the same metrics. They can see the difference between each other and yes. uh, know from uh, which method they can improve their groups. So every group will use the same metrics. They will see the difference about average time of issue first response in the last 90 days. So how many different groups are using these similar metrics to compare themselves within each other and determine their own efficacy? How many groups are you using across those metrics? All the groups will use the metrics. Maybe in every quarter, we will show the data to every group and they will see the difference between them. I'm curious, Daniel and Binya, in your experience, when you have a community that's quite large, that's using Grimoire Lab, how do you see different uses of Grimoire Lab's dashboards, of which there are many? It seems close to 70 the last time I looked. How are different dashboards useful to different projects at different levels or parts of their life cycle? From my perspective, it's a rather interesting case because we're not a open source or a technology company, right? We're a community management company. So the vast majority of our time that we spend with our clients, whenever we build dashboards or reports, sometimes it's in system A, like we could be using Tableau, for instance, and sometimes it's data studio and sometimes it's Grimoire Lab. In most cases, by and large, we actually find that the plethora of the metrics is not necessarily what matters. It's all about finding the ones that you need to drive, right? What's the dashboard on your car? How fast are you going? What do you need to do? And then we rely on the large data set in order to say, okay, out of all of this, what is defining what works best for our car? So the thing that I found very interesting when you were talking was you have a single dashboard that works for all of the different sub-communities. And then when you start to get into the nitty gritty, what does the engine look like? That's where we start to see a lot of those differences and a lot of those defining factors. Who do our stakeholders for our community care about? So I thought it was interesting that everyone was using the same data to determine their own efficacy and they're not really delving into those very specific community-specific metrics that people are just either curious about seeing or that kind of define the differences between community roles. So I thought that was an interesting way to go about it. I totally agree with you. Indeed, based on our experience, when people are looking at the data, the first thing that they see is that, well, there's perhaps too much data here. 
So what can you do for me, right? As a company to help in the process of understanding and everything. And this is where you need like having certain metric strategy in place. In the case of Grimoire Lab, what we've tried to do is over the years to have like a, an out of the box set of use cases that could be covered by the technology as it is. But I assume Shenki and, and others that are using Grimoire Lab that you've tuned a bit those metrics or those dashboards for your own needs, basically. Maybe I'm not interested in having the information at the level of file. I prefer to have this at the level of project. And then you need to, to modify some of the tables or so. So the question perhaps is more than people may need to think about Grimoire Lab as your metrics lake, as a consistent way of producing certain reports. And then once you have this, it's a matter of going to the lake of metrics and, and go and fish for the right ones that you need that are aligned maybe to your business goals or questions that you may have. So this means two things. One, metrics that matter to you may evolve over time because your business goals or your community goals or your cultural goals evolve. So then you probably need other metrics. And the other thing is about consuming the metrics. So for this, as end user, let's say, that depends again, as many mentioned, the stakeholder. So it's not the same if you are focusing on maybe uh, community managers working in open source projects Maybe in, I don't know, marketing people within a corporation willing to do certain, uh, align this with product or marketing actions or so, or maybe chief level at that company or other companies or at the foundation level. So these different people have different goals to do in their daily job. So then they need different metrics. And that's why having a dashboard in solution to have these metrics in place, to be able to easily consume them, that's probably the thing or the key part for Grimoire Lab, that all the consistent reporting in one place, because you, you can aggregate everything from, I know, Gitty, GitLab, GitHub and others. And then it's a matter of looking for those metrics for chief level, for marketing level, for engineers, for community managers and so on. So yeah, that's more or less the experience I can share. And that does kind of lead me to a question. I was kind of curious, because you seem to have a specific set of metrics, Kenji, how did the organization by and large just decide on what those key dashboard metrics are going to be? And do you provide access to different metrics on a per sub community basis? Or do you just say, these are the metrics that you look at? We have used several metrics and uh combine them together to fill in the dashboard. Maybe the data source is uh, different. Every group will see the metric result about their own reports. So it's very much the same sort of data, but just filtered by the communities. I think the metaphor that Daniel uses, creating it as a data lake is a really good one. If I think of what I see metrics wise for a project when I go to a platform, it's sort of a data puddle. It's very small. It's very shallow. I can't get very much insight from that. But with the data lake, I think what we see with Grimoire Lab then is a very deep amount of information that is very available to you immediately. And perhaps there's a sonar phishing finder that's mapped out 70 or so dashboards that you can use to essentially tell you where there are schools of interesting fish inside this data lake. And these Grimoire Lab Kibana dashboards let you see different schools of fish in this gigantic lake. I don't know if that metaphor works or not. It's been a while since I went fishing. I love it. 
Shinky, I, I have a question because I know that you've contributed to Grimoire Lab ET that was initially added by other developers. So I, I wanted to know about your experience contributing to the project. So maybe you can share some thoughts and your comments. The course is in China. It's a platform which is developed by Chinese community. It is just based on GitLab and many Chinese developers use Gitty more than using GitHub. So we developed a grammar lab Gitty to make used on Gitty. And except Grim Lab Gitty, we also developed a Tencent Surrey to because in Chinese, many companies use Tencent Surrey to do some service. So we had added the data source of Tencent Surrey to GitHub Grammarly Lab Gitty. I was not aware of the very last update. So thank you for updating us the last changes on Grimoire Lab Kitty. So thank you for your work in the community. I feel very happy if um, more developers will use Grammarly Lab Gitty. Well, indeed. Do you have any recommendation about developers out there, maybe from China or other places that would like to help in Grimoire Lab Gitty or Grimoire Lab? I have recommended my colleagues about uh, Grammarly Lab. Maybe it will reduce much of our work to do some calculate or just write some code to get a message on GitHub or Gitty by ourselves. And I think the Grammarly Lab is a platform which will provide a full stack, including data collection, data analyzing and visualization. And of course, it is very scalability a very complete manner. So we can add some other data source on Grimory Lab. And kind of echoing that, I find it rather amusing because a lot of my clients may not be use Grimory Lab, right? It just doesn't really work in the wheelhouse. But even then, whenever I'm thinking about mapping out a data flow, doing any automation sets or building my own dashboards in whatever tool they do have accessible, Usually it's one of the lower free versions, like you can always spin up a Google Analytics or something like that. Oftentimes I have changed my thought process from what is this going to look like for data flow in this process by starting at, okay, if this were a company that were capable of using Grimoire Lab, how would this data structure and this data flow actually work? And can we make it as cohesive as what it would look like if we were capable of doing it? And then I'll try to emulate that as much as possible in other systems because Grimoire Lab just has like this really nice, very simple data flow where it's just pulling from large amounts of data saying, here's the information that you need, here's what's important. And then I say, oh, okay, so I'm just going to go rebuild this now in this other tool. It works really nicely even when it can't be used. Yeah, from a theoretical perspective, that's a great architecture, I would say. In addition to this, the good point perhaps about Remote Lab, at least when working with customers, is that developers or data scientists or so, they can build things on top of the platform because they can extract the data. Basically, there is an API coming from Elasticsearch. So then you can use this, as you said before, many as maybe Tableau or some other tools that you may use internally in, in corporations. With Grimoire Lab, the thing is that you can have like a good starting place to dig into your 
software development analytics, aggregating everything in one place and so on with all of the data sources that are supported. And from the open source perspective, which is what we are discussing today, is it's like the place to go, right? When thinking about development analytics, of course, an open source tool. And then you can think of, okay, now I can build this data lake or this metrics lake, and then I can export this data into others. So this might be another data source for your usual data science workflows or so. And I think one of the really important things about Grimoire Lab is to understand how some of the parts exist. I think there are so many, not so many, but there are several different key components that are very valuable and sometimes invisible. So for example, the chaos community has started to build what we're calling metrics models, where we pull a set of metrics that are often used together into a single representation or dashboard that shows those metrics in a way that people consume them. Grimoire Lab's already done that. So Grimoire Lab builds this data lake in Elasticsearch and on top of that has something close to 70, I think, dashboards that in my view are basically metrics models. And what is that Grimoire Lab repository? Daniel, and how does that connect to the data lake that's built with the other parts of the more lab? So the name of the repository is SIGILS. SIGILS, S-I-G-I-L-S. Yeah, exactly. And the goal of the repository is to store all of the existing dashboards into one place. So then you can easily import or even export new ones to the repository. So you can contribute back new dashboards. For instance, I think if you are producing new dashboards on top of Grimoire Lab or for Grimoire Lab Kitty. This is like the repository where you can contribute back those exporting them with Kibana. So how do the dashboards work? So Kibana typically what does this is this query Elasticsearch. Okay. So when you see one of the charts, for instance, a table, what this is doing is splitting the calls into two main different areas, what they call buckets and what they call aggregations. Buckets are a way of characterizing the information, creating like beans of information, for instance, a bucket of monthly hits to the database. So whatever hit happened in January, in February, March, etc. And then on those beans, of course, you can create other sub beans, but initially you can aggregate the information, which is what we call metrics, what we all know as metrics, right? So you can calculate the average, the median, etc. This is what you see implemented finally in the chart. So basically a table, a pie chart, an evolutionary chart and others. While open source software today is powering critical infrastructure, the open source ecosystem as a whole is rapidly changing, facing challenges for governance, maintenance, maintainer burnout, funding, marketing, and more. Are you concerned about these things for your open source software too? Well, in the sustained community, we discuss these challenges and share solutions for how to sustain open source in the long haul. We meet once per year in person, and the rest of the time we keep the fire burning in our discourse forum. Join our conversations at sustainoss.org and sustainoss on Twitter. I've also found it particularly helpful to actually look at the way that those dashboards are reporting and how data over time is being structured to provide for those metrics. Because it's a really easy way to think in your mind's eye because there's so much going on. It's community, right? It's sociocultural interaction. It's people doing things and all you're really measuring is behaviors. So it's hard to think about how is my community interacting? What are they doing? 
it kind of acts as like a shortcut, easy button to look at one of these dashboards and say, okay, is this a story that applies to my community? And if so, what's different? And can I use that in order to collect the metrics that are necessary, understand that story better, tell that story to the important stakeholders that are there, and then make those small tweak changes. So one of my favorite models that I personally use is a benchmark and forecast model, which is to look at what data is available and then say, all right, we're going to establish a goal. We're going to increase this metric by 0.05% over the course of the next two weeks. And then for two weeks, that is our KPI. We have decided that is our key performance indicator. And then after two weeks, we say, okay, well, how'd it go? Great. Well, what else changed? What other metrics changed on this singular dashboard that tells a singular story? And if you discover that something completely unrelated just changed, now you can make a correlational understanding of like, oh, did that just change this vibe in our community? Did they like that change? And then that becomes our KPI for the next two weeks. So it's this benchmark forecast model that works really well. Just looking at a dashboard, I may not have even created initially. So that's a really good sort of insight about how, again, what the chaos community is calling metrics models are are actually implemented. And you can see things in the SIGILS SIGILS repository dashboards, which already exist. And I think it really represents metrics models or combinations of metrics that people find useful and lead to insight. So when you're in the open oiler project, we have 90 dashboards that are using very similar metrics models from the Grimoire Lab SIGILS or SIGLS repository so that effectively they're seeing a filtered window of their part of the project for that special interest group that's fairly consistent in terms of the buckets of data that are displayed. I'm curious, what kinds of distinct insights do different special interest groups get from this common filter view of the data? On our project, we use open search instead of elastic search. And because elastic search doesn't use Apache 2.0 license anymore, so we choose open search instead. It's similar with the elastic search and it also has the, it can, we can filter them with the different groups and the different dates. So we can, every interesting group will see the data about themselves by filter in open search and they can see what's the difference between these two weeks and the two weeks before by the filter function. And that's outstanding. It's great that they're looking at those kinds of metrics on such a regular basis. Which of the metrics are you using? Which combinations of metrics are present on these dashboards? I know you discussed activity and open issues. So things like commits, pull requests, issues that are still open. Are there other metrics that are incorporated in these dashboards as well? Yes, all these metrics, we are interested in this. So that's great. I'm curious, Daniel, when you had talk with larger open source communities or organizations that contribute to open source, is it common that there are different platform dashboards or metric models that are presented to different 
projects or roles on a project in a larger organization or open source enterprise? Perhaps the first pain point that a large corporation interested in open source has is the diversity of data sources that they need to track. Maybe some of the projects are in GitHub, maybe some of the projects are in Git, maybe some of the projects are in an Orbit Packet or GitLab, right? Just to mention some of the technologies out there or the platforms. So the very first question that we get is, can we have a consistent view of everything? So basically, I don't care if people are doing a merge request in GitLab or a pull request in GitHub. I care right. about, and maybe the time to review, as Shenki said at the very beginning, right? Like contributors and so on. I, I'm interested in understanding the contributors to the open source project. I don't care if they are participating initially. I don't care if they are participating in GitHub or in GitLab or maybe in some cell-provided platform as in other open source foundations. The problem is that they'd like to have this view. In this case, Grimoire Lab is bringing that, let's say, homogeneous way of presenting information across the different data sources. And on top of this, as probably you know them, you can track the same fields in somehow the same type of information across the different data sources. So for instance, project, so you can aggregate information per project across all of those data sources. Doesn't matter if you are looking at pull request or maybe tickets or maybe a Twitter account, right? If that Twitter account relates to this specific project, then you would have like a consistent view of this project for the different data sources. That's one thing. The other thing is about aggregating all of this data from the different platforms in one place. So basically, is if we go to the renal questions, right? So what's the sustainability or the health of the project or the health of the open source ecosystem that I'm part of or that I'm interested in, then that's a really high level question. And then you need to aggregate all of the information in somehow. So basically, again, you don't care if you are using merge request or request, probably the question is how much does it take for my developers to get accepted a contribution into the projects in general? And then you can look for specific bottlenecks or issues in different places and so on and look for the outliers. But in general, in median or in mean, how much, how long does it take, right? So these are the, the questions that we see that people may answer when, when looking at the Grimoire Lab. And then specifically for the pain points, which is your question, it's about this Consistent reporting, scalability, as Shanky mentioned at the beginning as well, and being able to aggregate basically as much information as you require. Even more, in some cases we've seen, I don't know if you are doing this internally in Huawei, Shanky, but other people are adding new indexes. I don't know, maybe you would like to have a view of the budget that you are spending in different projects in terms of developers or business units or marketing actions, and then you can have that very same information in the same database, which is a different way to when I mentioned before, which is basically I'm using Grimoire Lab as a data source for my purposes because I'm mixing this information out there. So you can work both sides with Grimoire Lab initially. It's, it's a database at the end, right? Well, I think you mentioned or alluded to one of the really, and there are several really powerful components of Grimoire Lab. And when you talk about being able to gather data from tremendous number of different data sources and then be able to map similar concepts together. So for example, merge requests on GitLab can be looked at in the same language inside of a dashboard as pull requests on GitHub. Percival is the Gearmore Lab project that does the heavy lifting of 
just inv- almost invisibly getting data from almost anywhere you could conceive of and funneling it into the lake. So we've talked about the data lake, we've talked about the dashboards, but I think you were talking about personal when you talked about being able to get all these different data sets. And I'm wondering if you can tell us just a little bit more about Percival, which is, I think, a very powerful more lab. Yeah, definitely. So please interrupt me and, and we can have an open discussion as well. But initially Percival. So, well, first kudos to all of the developers of Percival. But what Percival does is a way to reduce world complexity. This might be the story. If you think about where the data source is and where the data is, so basically this means, okay, you can go to the Git log. You can go to GitHub API, you can go to GitLab API, you need to go to Jira API, you need to keep track of changes in those APIs, updates in the APIs and everything. Now, if we think about the usual number of data sources that open source projects are using, you can think something between five and 10. So Git, issues, pull requests, maybe Slack channels, Twitter, some other trackers that you can have here and there, Stack Overflow perhaps. So Percival, what it does is to give you a JSON front. So Percival translates all of those APIs, logs, et cetera, et cetera, into the same, into a JSON document. And then this is stored afterwards with by Grimoire Lab in, in Elasticsearch uh, database. But typically what it does is give you the same front end to deal with all of the different APIs and logs that are out there. So basically it's simplifying your life. And it's, I would say, uh, simple, if I can use this word, just yeah. work in, in common line interface. And you, I mean, if you feel comfortable with that way of working, you can quickly get data from a Git log, for instance, which is quite interesting. If you are either doing research, you want to try the data or you really want to build the whole Grimoire Lab thing. I, I think Venia has a case study that she would like to, to share with us as well. Yeah. And the really cool thing about Percival and Sorting Hat within chaos. Wow. How long ago was this? I don't quite remember, Daniel, but I think it was like a good year ago. We had a Google Summer of Code representation with Rhea Gupta. There are a few episodes. We'll kind of link those down in the show notes as well, where we were implementing very difficult to source system using Grimoire Lab, Percival and Sorting Hat. Sorting hats being one that uses personally identifiable information and allows you to merge information produced by people across different databases and data sets. So when I use 11 different emails to commit to GitHub, sorting hat is the one that figures out that they're all me. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, one of the big things that Grimoire Lab was really helpful for, the way that Rhea ended up using it was for something called a social currency model, which is essentially... How do you measure or get information from largely qualitative data that is sourced from people's discussions? And how do you do that in a way that is more complicated than just keyword analysis, right? You really want to understand the customer sentiments and what they're actually discussing on GitHub, on Twitter, on Facebook. You can see how this it starts to balloon. It gets a little bit out of control with the amount of data sources that are available. And Percival and Sorting Hat, Rhea was able to just compile a JSON, spit it into a spreadsheet. She could also do like even more complex implementations, but it was the super simple implementations that impressed me how fast and easy all of these platforms came together into one simple thing that you could just work with anywhere you wanted to. You could pull up that sheet on a phone. It was just a Google sheet. And it was incredible to see all of the wealth of that data well-organized, placed into a set of dashboards to tell you what people really thought 
of the community, whether or not they trusted you, whether or not there were any big issues or anything like that. Very up in the air, very abstract data source told in a very simple, very constructed way within Grimoire Lab using its various subfunctions. That's fantastic. So you were able to get lots of different data. Now, if you were a developer trying to get all of these data sources, you would have to learn one different approach for every single data source. And Percival essentially lets you use a common language command line to get all the data. So all of the complexity is completely hidden from you and you just get the gold. Absolutely. So we've described kind of a piece by piece, a very interesting stack here that Grimoire Lab offers where it's ease of getting data into a common format using the common tool and then a myriad of dashboards that can be used to show metric models about this open source data. And it's extremely exciting, especially Venya and Shinki's stories about how they're deployed in different communities in different ways. I think these are very different approaches, different problems that you're trying to solve all with Grimoire Lab. Daniel, I'm curious, when you look forward, what are some of the key objectives that Grimoire Lab has in terms of new features, new functionality, advances in the technology as, as you look towards the next year or two? So far, we are in the process of having OpenSearch, which is moving into fully open source. Well, we are, uh, let's say Grimoire Lab as such is right now based on open source version, but uh, a bit old versions of Elasticsearch and Kibana. So now we want to fully go into open source, updated security issues, et cetera, with open search. That's one thing. And this is in progress. And the other thing is, but well, this, this is more like, like a wish list on my side, so, right? So Kibana is really good to explore data, play with the data and aggregate the data in certain ways. But apart from that is very limited. So let's say we're not allowed to do certain statistics and everything because the mission of the of the project is something different. So the key point here is how can we take advantage of all of the existing data and maybe start applying other things as you are doing in Augur, for instance, with machine learning and, and other types of technologies that may help a better understanding of the data and even predictions right on, on the software. For this, something that we do in this case in Vitergia is prototypes when people require extra advances analysis of the data. And I would love to see those prototypes being part of Remote Lab at some point. Either, I know, maybe Jupyter Notebooks, maybe some other, some other ways or so. Because in terms of covering the variety of data sources out there for coming from the open source world, I think more or less those are covered. And there are not that new pieces of infrastructure that are, are joining the discussion. Perhaps the other point moving forward would be in the CI/CD spectrum, where, of course, then we can think about the, this book Accelerate with the metrics of stability, throughput and everything, where there are already some flavors and dashboards working on this, but this is not fully covered. So I, I would like to see moving forward the Grimoire Lab into that direction as well, which is less community. And it's perhaps more engineering part because this is now engineering about building things. So it's machinery, not humans. But more or less, this is what I'd like to see. I think we're actually seeing the importance of community has become very clear through our work in chaos. I also think 
when you talk about CICD, there is a parallel thread that's of equal importance for ensuring that open source software remains secure and safe and transparent to use so that the public, whom unbeknownst to them, relies on a great deal of open source software to connect to their favorite website is protected. And, and these are important engineering concerns for open source projects that are, I think metrics like those Memorial can provide are, they're important. They maybe don't tell you about the community, but I think for engineers, they're really critical. Could not agree more. We've had a really great discussion about Grimoire Lab, which is a powerful chaos tool for gathering data, presenting it in a common, what Daniel calls data lake format, and then having a myriad of 70 or more metrics models at the ready in the SIG ILS project. We're to the point in the episode now where we talk about the value adds, which are something that brought value, joy, or meaning to your life recently. That's not, it may or may not have anything to do with open source metrics or Grimoire Lab, but it could. And I'll go first here in terms of things that are value adds for me. And my value add is my bicycle. I like riding my bicycle and I am not so robust that I like to do it when it's really cold and the change in weather where I live now, it makes it possible for me to ride my bicycle every day. And given the cost of gasoline, it's a pretty good idea <laughs> to ride my bicycle instead of drive my car. So that's my value add for today. Honestly, I 100% support that. And if anyone has been a longtime listener for Chaos Cast, you'll also know that in a lot of ways, I tend to struggle a lot with mental health. Definitely am not among those neurotypical individuals. So a lot of times I just need a little bit of extra help. I don't want to sound too YouTube influencer when I say this, but my big value add is better help. Having virtual digital available Therapy has been an incredible thing for me, and it's actually resulted in being cheaper on the whole for me. So I just cannot recommend BetterHelp enough. Well, thank you for sharing. I want to say that my value or joy for today is that it's people. Why I'm saying this? Because it happens that we are celebrating the 10 years of Viterja. We are finally meeting all the team plus all part of the ecosystem here and there in seven days approximately. And... I'm very happy that this is happening, that we can see each other after two, three years of pandemic and everything. And we have some people in the US and some people here and there. So it's going to be great to see each other and do the celebration together. So that's my joy for today. That's a, that's a great joy. And Shanky? A few days ago, I went to Universal Studio and when I wait for Harry Potter and the Beaten January. I saw a hat and it's saying some points to attention to tourists and it is brown. And I feel I have seen it in, I have seen it before in real life. And later it came to me that I realized the sorting hat is which we are using in Grimory Lab. I think it's funny and I want to share with you. Sure, Harry Potter fan, that is a great value add. And it really highlights how amazing the naming conventions are for Grimoire Labs. It does. It does. 
Well, thank you for joining us today. To stay up to date on future episodes, subscribe for free to this podcast on your favorite podcast app. Share this podcast with your friends, colleagues, and family. If you have ideas for future episode topics or would like to come on as a guest, please email us at podcast at chaos community. If you have ideas for future episode topics or would even like to come on as a guest, please email us at podcast at chaos community. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Until next time, thank you, Daniel, Vinya, and Shenki. This is your chaos community.